So little. It's recording. <sighs> Hello, welcome to the 24-6 podcast. This is your host, Dion. Self-proclaimed host. <laughs> <laughs> Just anointing yourself. Host. <laughs> That's right. Hello, host. Hello. Uh, and got my cousins. What's up, guys? What up? What's Cousin up? and brother. I, I was going to say I am your brother. But <laughs> I forget sometimes. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Hope you had a fantastic week. We're back in the studio. Yeah. I think I'm probably more excited than, than the two of you to talk about this after just kind of our For earlier sure. conversations. <laughs> Why? I'm excited, too. I don't know. Well, I, when we you, talked about the book, and you were like, yeah, it was okay. And I'm like, that book okay. changed my life. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we're not talking just about the book, though. The book is just a piece in this yeah, entire yeah, yeah. principle. It's, but the, it's the catalyst. When you said that, I actually had a lot of stories come to mind. So cool, I think cool. we're going to be able to unpack. Yeah. A lot of good stuff today. Definitely. Cool. Well, we'll stop. We'll we'll not make you wait too much longer. So basically, the, the idea for this conversation today is just to talk about the importance of making people feel important, and how as people as Christians, um, you know, there's a lot of stories in the Bible where Jesus did this. We'll talk about, but man, there's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and this is the book that I referenced earlier, and I am not exaggerating when I say this. Outside of the Bible, that is the book that has had the most impact on my life. Wow. Is that too bold of a statement? That's pretty heavy. I feel very honest. thinking about all the books that you've read? I am, but that's the only, like, I read that that's a year ago, one. and I'm going to reread it after this conversation because it's wow. just so good. Yeah. Mm. No, it's not an overstatement. It's one of the, like, I've read it a, re- a year ago, and, like, I vividly remember details from mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And yeah. I still, every day I use it, principles from it. I have a couple of those too. Mm-hmm. And like a couple like key ones that I can point out where it's like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. like my like foundation for like yeah. marketing or that's my yeah. foundation for like time management. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was so, a turning point. In your yeah. Life. Like those yeah. are those ones. I love those books where you just hit, hit them and it's like, oh yeah, like yeah, seven traits of highly effective people. Like, okay, yeah. that's the one that's that it. made me do this. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, that one is crazy though. So it say it one more time for everybody. How to win friends, influence people, Dale Carnegie. If you if you're listening to this, you probably have already read it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Why it's, are you it's, assuming that? Well, it's required reading for like a oh, lot of schools, like okay. business schools, schools yeah. like oh, a okay. lot of places. Like they make you read it, you know, because it's such a yeah. good book. But you guys want to guess when that book was written? I'm gonna say like 1960 something. Close, not actually close at all. Oh, 55. Okay. Uh, no, 1936. 1936. I thought it was early. I didn't want to guess too early. This man was born in 1888. It's crazy. He didn't have the light switch. He didn't have nothing. No, and that's why, 2022, (laughs) and we're talking about this guy. And so that's why when he's making jokes about the assembly line, it's like, nah, he was there. He was working it, bro. (laughs) That was pop culture. That was like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm telling you, you got to get your hands on this book. It, if you work or just, I mean, Interact. If you're a person, yeah. yeah. If you if you interact with people, you need you're to read human. this book because it's, man, it just teaches and exposes so much of, of the motivation of why people do what they do. So mm-hmm. let's get into a little bit of like the the idea of it. People have this innate desire to feel important, mm-hmm. right? Like every single one of us, you know, we have goals, we have dreams, we're different in that ways, but the, every one of us have this desire to feel like we matter, like we bring value to something or someone, like we're important. And it's out of this feeling of importance that a lot of people do what they do. And so when you realize this, like you then have the ability to make people feel important. Mm -hmm. And by making people feel important, Dale talks about you can win people 
by just supplying that one basic need. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything complicated. You don't have to like, you know, be a super great athlete or, you know, make a million dollars. You can just walk around making people feel valued and your life would change. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. It's crazy. It's so simple, but I found it to be very true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it seems simple, but at the same time, while we have that ability to make other people feel important, we are also walking around with that same desire to feel important or Mm -hmm. feel validated or justified. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's where that conflict comes in. That's the trick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the trick. Exactly. Is seeing where you have to sacrifice you feeling important and you feeling validated or justified or fair in those moments Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, I'm going to set that aside and I'm going to make you feel this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's hard. It is hard. That's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a dose of humility. You know, that's kind of like the secret sauce between choosing who to satisfy because yeah, like, I mean, you used a pretty good example earlier. Do you want to, with the story? Yeah, the story, because I, th- I feel like that was... Yeah, that kind of sets up the, mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. So there, I heard this story from a friend. We've all had experiences like this where people try to, like, strong arm you or, in you know, just kind of give you needless information. Like, you know, I remember as even as a child, like, going to clean my room, and my mom's like, hey, go clean your room. I'm like, bro, I'm literally doing it. You know, you just have mm-hmm. people say things that are unnecessary, or they're just saying it just to say it. Um, and, you know, a friend of mine was, was, was going out of town with a bunch of other guys. And, um, one of the guys in the group chat was like, Hey, you know, don't forget to get gas. And my friend's like, bro, I'm literally like leaving, leading this group. I'm giving you all of these instructions. And you thought it was necessary for te- to tell me not to forget gas in my car. You know, it was just mm-hmm, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He was clearly just trying to feel important, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was telling me this story about how frustrating it was and how he was like, just worked up over just how this, this individual was. And we were talking about how he, just needs to feel valued and he's going to you to get that. And so when you see how people are now and why they're acting the way they are, like now when I see people that do that, I think of my three-year-old son, Judah, because mm-hmm. children just, you know, they can't hide those feelings. They need to feel, they need your attention. They need to feel important. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times adults need that too. So yeah. I don't look at that as like an insult or a challenge to me anymore. I look at it as, as oh man, there's this guy that's really insecure and he needs to feel valued. And yeah. I have the ability to bring him the feeling of importance, you know? Yeah. And and it's crazy because you talked about the, the kind of catch 22, right? Because you want to feel important. So you don't want to make other people feel important. So it's like the cycle. But I found that I feel so important when I get to make people feel important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the kicker for me because I find so much joy and happiness now with being able to go to people and just change their day, you know, by a sentence or a word or just uh, an affirmation or a thank mm-hmm. you. Like I can intentionally make someone feel valued and important. And by doing that, I feel important. Yeah. You so know? it's like it's you like drop that pride and it yeah. like fills you up. Yeah. And yeah. you get what you're looking for still by dropping the pride, mm-hmm. but you don't think you will. So you hold on to it. You yeah. know? But it's what's crazy. interesting is that if you choose the more natural reaction of like, you know, feeding the ego in those moments, mm-hmm. you don't end up with fulfillment no you no. end up with destruction of relationships yeah, so yeah. it's there's only one way to get yes. to that sense of like oh i'm actually doing what i'm supposed to do here on earth which is love people the right way mm-hmm. be humble you know there's only one way to get that way and that's yeah. just by not following the path of the ego you yeah know? so good. and it's hard because it's like you said like it's like you want that so bad mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like simple conflict resolution yeah like if your goal is restoration and resolution at the end mm-hmm. then you have to let go 
Yeah. yeah. Like you have to let it go of you being right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what are you, what are you fighting for? Cause you're not fighting to be right. You're fighting mm-hmm. for your pride. Mm-hmm. You're yes. fighting for your ego, you know? And we kind of make it in our mind. Like I, I told you guys earlier, I can quote stories from this book. Yeah. <laughs> let me, quote, let me quote one real quick. Right. So, so Dale talks about a time where he's at a, uh, he's at a dinner party, right? And he's with a bunch mm. of important people. And this is young early on in his life. So probably in the 1800s or something. <laughs> probably 1896. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's at this dinner party and a guy quotes Shakespeare to him. I forget what the quote was, but he quotes Shakespeare and he claims that it's out of the Bible. He says, you know, this is, you know, verse whatever from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Dale knowing the Bible and Shakespeare was like, no, you're wrong. Like basically arguing with this guy, just telling him straight up, like, no, you're wrong. Like this is mm-hmm. not. And this guy, you know, when people argue with you, you kind of get puffy chest, you put up your walls, you get defensive, you're ready to fight back. Right. Mm-hmm. And this guy kind of comes at him. And so Dale turns to his buddy and was like, can you back me up here? Like, this is from the Bible. It's not from Shakespeare. And his friend's like, no, Dale, you're wrong. This That is from Shakespeare. And later, you know, Dale's deflated. He's like, oh my goodness, that was terrible. Later, he's like, why didn't you back me up? You know that I was right. And he was like, yeah, the point isn't about being right. It's mm-hmm. about making people feel important. Mm-hmm. And just by submitting and learning that one truth, he won this guy as yeah. opposed to losing this guy if he were to entertain that conflict. Yeah, and It's so simple, but it's like, what's more valuable, the mm-hmm. person or you feeling good about being right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's such an interesting, that's such an interesting example because I think there are maybe some contexts where the truth is actually more important to pursue. For sure. You know? For sure. So like that just, it just kind of brings up a question more so in my mind is like, what, what what's the circumstance where you don't want to necessarily just be like, hey, yeah, you, you're wrong, but I'm willing to let you just be wrong because I love you. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because sometimes yeah. there's instances where it's like you need the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know yeah, like how the absolutely. world works mm-hmm. and it might be painful for you. So like, you know, absolutely. One, one of the things that I've learned about that, because I'm a pastor, so. Right my responsibility is to bring truth. You know, like I'm not going to pacify people and just you yeah, know, tell yeah, them what yeah. they want to hear just to win people. But what I've learned is like, if you count, if you're listening or even us in this room, how many people on this planet can honestly come to you and change your mind? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. How many people? Yeah. Probably three, maybe mm-hmm. four. You can count them on one hand. Right. But there's a lot less people that have the honest ability to come to you and say, Hey, you know, this is wrong. You need Mm -hmm. to start thinking this way. Mm -hmm. Everyone else on the planet, you're not going to take seriously. You're going to be defensive. You're going to fight back, blah, blah, blah. And so I think you have to gauge where you stand with that person. Like with us three, I know that I can come to both of you and have an honest conversation and say, Hey, you're wrong. You need to do this because I feel like we have that connection. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to a guy I met on the drive through line at, you know, McDonald's and try to correct him. So it's, to me, I've learned like finding out where you stand relationally Mm. and then speaking truth. Because if you, if you are close to that person, you genuinely do love them. Like I like what you said, like, I love you. I'm not going to pacify you here, Mm -hmm. but I think those one off, like, let me say this 99% of the conflict we get into with people, we don't have a right to speak in their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's yeah, no investment. So really it comes down to the measure of investment that you've yeah. made into that person. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good answer. And here's question. the crazy thing. So if you want to speak truth into people, when you win them, they'll be more receptive to truth. So what you're trying to say. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, it's like, it's, you don't have to 
hit somebody with the truth, win them first, mm-hmm. you know, by and making them feel important yeah. and then give them truth. Cause they'll listen to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we've been going through this the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, even yeah, with absolutely. you and I just working with some people and, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it is that tactic of just right. understanding and sitting. Like I remember we had a meeting the other day and you were like, wow, like you, you said to me, you're like, you sat there really well and just listened and yeah. accepted everything, whether it was true, whether it was false, whether, the person was completely out of bounds or yeah. just confused. And you just sat there and said, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And because it, that's, that's what it comes down to is like, I don't have anything invested with that right. person. Right. So yeah. for me to come back and be combative and say, well, actually no, like mm-hmm. what you're saying is wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you're actually dumb. Like, nah, yeah. like that's not, that would have only served that you. only would have served me yeah, right. and it would have crushed the person we were talking to yeah and completely deterred them from potentially being an amazing leader mm-hmm. in what they're trying to do yeah you know what i mean Absolutely, and yeah. so it's just one of those things but still it's hard as the person in that position where they're saying things that are just completely just false like yeah <laughs> no that's not true but to sit there and not say that you know what i mean it's to sit so there and just hard. be like yeah, for sure. You know it's what so I mean? Hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I kind of liken it back to like when you were a teenager mm-hmm. and you had like these annoying little siblings or yeah. you had these annoying little kids in the youth group. Like you were the mm-hmm. oldest kids in youth group and you had the little ones that are just starting to be a part. Mm-hmm. Or you're a senior in high school and the freshmen show up on that first day of school. Mm. They were the worst, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. can relate to that feeling of like, Oh, these kids are annoying. These kids are dumb. They don't know who they are. They just saying stupid <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they smell yeah. bad. Like they're just yeah. ah, they're the worst. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, those kids literally look up to you like yeah. God. Like yeah. to to them, you are the coolest thing in the mm-hmm. entire world. Yeah. Like they're basing who they are off of you. Mm-hmm. They're basing how they want to be off of you. What they like. All of these things. And I think that even in adulthood. Yeah. That same principle still applies. Mm-hmm. It might not even be an age thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right, There's old, but if you are walking in any type of like spiritual authority, if you're walking any type of role of leadership, even if you are just confident in who you are, emotionally healthy, yep. emotionally yep. healthy, yeah. There is an attention on you mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. every single person that you come into contact with. Yeah. And that attention, just to jump mm-hmm. in there, doesn't mm-hmm. always look like praise. No. A lot of no. times it looks like conflict. It looks exactly. like them coming at you, but it's not. It's because they see you as worth challenging, yes. you know? Yeah. Because inside of them, they're like, oh, I want that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why don't I have that? Or they shouldn't have that because I right. should be like that. Or there has to be some type of something wrong or they're hiding something because they, there's no way that they're actually like yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. And it's the same principle. It is. And and a lot of times I think we get the feeling of people like beating up on us, you know, and it's like, and it, and it's a valid feeling, you know, I get it. Yeah. But like for me, when I mentioned earlier, this book changed my life. Mm -hmm. This is how it changed my life. When I see that coming to me, instead of curling up in my shell and getting defensive, I'm able to see it for what it is. You know, like what you just said, I'm able to see somebody looking to Dominic to get the feeling of importance Mm -hmm. and just that truth alone makes you feel important. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like you could have came in this room and started beef with anyone else, but you started it with me mm-hmm. because you thought that out of everybody in the room, I was the most important and yeah. you wanted, you wanted validation from me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank and, you. That's, and that's <laughs> you what know? I tell those. Yeah. yeah. And that's <laughs> even like, so I'm a youth pastor. And so I tell the older teenagers that it's like, bro, like these kids are looking at y'all to just tell them they're cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you think they're annoying, 
if they're annoying you, if they're doing the most, like go and validate them. Mm -hmm. Like go tell them they're cool. Go compliment them. Go put interest into them. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that's going to completely change their lives. And that's what they're really looking for. You're going to win them. Yeah. Immediately for life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's another, uh, one other story real quick, (laughs) but Dale goes into the, or he tells a story about a guy. He made chairs, right? And so Mm -hmm. he, there was a bid open for this big theater that was being built and they, you know, they were looking for contractors to supply all the chairs. Mm. So this guy goes in to make his pitch and the secretary's like, listen, you only got like two minutes, make it quick, blah, blah, blah. Like this guy's a really cut and dry, hard guy, right? So he goes in to make his pitch and he notices on the wall, there was a check for like a million dollars or something. It was just like a kind of frame frame there. Yeah. And so before even starting his pitch, he's like, oh man, I've never seen a check for a million dollars. Can I look at that? You know? And he's, going on about how amazing this display of a million dollars was, right? And two minutes go by, and they're still talking about the check. Five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by. And I think it was like an hour, two hours, he's sitting in this room with this guy, didn't talk about the shares at all, but just he started praising him about how successful a businessman he was, how awesome he was. Long story short, he gets the bid for the chairs, not talking about the chairs once. Mm. And him and this guy become like best friends for life. Like they're yeah. coming over each other's houses. Like they're, they're friends truly, mm, you know, yeah. it's amazing. And the principle behind this is like a lot of times we go into a room or we go in our relationships. Like we want to puff up our chest and mm. tell people how awesome we are. Like, Oh man, look what I did. This is mm. what I did. And you, we see it all the time on, on, I think social media is a perfect example of this. Like mm-hmm. everybody only talks about themselves. On yeah. There. Like and no, gives highlights. Yeah. It gives highlights of their own self. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about themselves, but like when, when you go into a room and you start applauding other people, what you find happening is you actually win what you're wanting to win by impressing people mm-hmm. because you win them as friends. You know, they, you gain influence in their life, not because they see, Oh man, Jeremiah is so amazing. Like he did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You win them because man, Jeremiah is so amazing. He asked me about my job and he was interested genuinely in what yeah. I have going on. Right. He's incredible. Like I want to follow him, you know? Yeah. And so that's the, that's the trick that we're talking about here. It's like, you can come in and puff up your chest and have conflict all day, or you can just come in humbly and say, man, Dion, that was amazing. Like what you did, man. Okay. I just got a best friend for life now just because right. I, I, yeah. I made him feel important. And it really doesn't take much. It's so easy. It's really amazing. Like I, I, that's one thing that, you know, being in ministry, growing up in ministry, I think that you are maybe born with for, for, I mean, I'm not born with, but like, it's kind of really a part of your childhood. One thing our grandpa always said was that the person in front of you is always the most important person that on the, on earth at that point in time. Right. Right. And so I think it's just kind of this this ability to just be aware of, of people and like, what are they succeeding in? Like, even yep. if it's the smallest, most insignificant oh thing, goodness, like, what dude. are they doing? Right. Like, dude, those shoes are so dope. Yes. Like, those, yes. you know, I love the way that you do this, this, and this, it's very easy to just kind of watch people and just pick up the smallest thing, you know, like that's oh my goodness. So yeah. easy. Let's let's, so we're kind of going that way. Let's talk about a few ways practically that we can make people feel important because I like, I like what you alluded to. And, and I have in my mind something that I, I like a rule that I, kind of use mm-hmm. right so i if i'm with somebody i always look at what they spend their money or their time doing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if i see like you said shoes if i see those shoes i'm like i know those are expensive i know that you spent a lot of money on those which means those shoes are important to you right dude yeah. your shoes are amazing mm-hmm. right like that that does it oh man thank you so much a lot of time like we spend a lot of time at our jobs we spend a lot of time with our kids our families like man 
I saw you did such and such at work. Like you got a promotion. That's incredible. Like congratulations. Like when you identify where people worked hard in an area of their life, they spent a lot of money or spent a lot of time and you just compliment that it's over mm. game over. Yeah. You see where they've made investments yeah. and then invest in that, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't even have to do. And this is, so this is something too, that like, for me, I've always considered myself introverted and I don't deal well with people like one-on-one and I still don't think I'm great at it. But when I say this book changed my life, it's because I went from thinking that I'm just bad at relationships to seeing how easy relationships are Mm. because Mm. I live my life trying to impress people when I didn't impress people. Like I just kind of cowered away, but I don't need to do any of that now. I just have to identify something that means something to you and just talk about it. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. I think so many people get stuck in the in the first part of this conversation, though, is the ego, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the pride, mm-hmm. because even just a compliment, like sometimes it's hard for some people. It's hard to just give a compliment oh to someone goodness. else. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Can, like, let's think about this. Try to identify the last compliment you gave. I mean, not uh, we can do it too, but I'm just thinking like yeah, our listeners, yeah. like if you oh, think I about, like, <laughs> I can't remember, like Maybe just never. think about the last compliment that yeah, you gave. Like yeah, if yeah. you can't remember it. It's been a while. It's been too yeah. long. Yeah. 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 It's been yeah. too long. Yeah. That's crazy. And and yeah, I think it's just, it's instead of maybe trying to dive into the full material of this book and break down all these concepts, it's maybe just no. as easy as just like, yeah. just be nicer with your words, like yes. making a point to like enter into rooms and, and be that person who shares mm-hmm. that, you know, yes. that's and probably most of it. Here's, here's some of my thought process when I try to do this, right? So walking into the gym today. Emily told me, me and my wife started working out together. Shout out to Emily. And she said, hey, what are we doing today? I said, I said it's back day. You know, it's back day today. And she said, oh, I love back day, right? So I take that. I know that's something that she enjoys, something that she feels she's good at because she enjoys it. We enjoy things that we're good at. Mm. So she feels like she's good at that. So she was doing single arm cable rows. And I took my phone out and I like recorded her back. I'm like, dude, look at your back muscles. Like mm-hmm. you can see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was all for the purpose of, sorry, babe, making her, <laughs> making her feel really good because it's, yeah. I know it's something she enjoys. She likes yeah. doing this. And so when I affirm something that she likes doing and saying, man, I can see your back muscles. Like, let me celebrate this. Let me take mm-hmm. a picture of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's something so easy. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, we don't even need to talk about that. So anybody can do that, you yeah. know? Yep. And it's like that, I'm sure that I and it probably didn't make her day, but she probably was like, oh man, I feel good. You know, like right. somebody's hyping yeah. me up and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to do. It's not an excuse. Yeah. yeah. And it's just in the world where everything is against you mm-hmm. all the other times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not in our nature to be that way. Yeah. But like when we walk in the Holy Spirit and have the fruits of the Spirit evident mm-hmm. in our life, like that's how those manifest. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like that's how those things manifest. Like when you're yeah. being kind, when you have love, when you have peace, all those things, like when you walk into a room being that light, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's what this is about mm-hmm. is being that light. And like, I know for me personally, whenever I go anywhere, like I want my presence to be felt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want the people around yeah. me to feel supported. I want mm-hmm. them to feel protected, loved, like all of those things. Yeah. And like even at this, so I started just working a part-time job, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny because it's, it's, funny. it's, it's like, okay, I, I, it's not like necessary. Yeah. It's very unnecessary, but at the same time, like it's very fulfilling for me. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's something that is very fun. Like mm-hmm. I like going there. I like being there. I like, 
interacting with my coworkers. Like, mm-hmm. it's just actually a very cool outlet for me. Yeah, I don't need the money. I don't like yeah. need the. I mean, the discounts are. Yeah, the yeah. discounts dope. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about it's that, but it. like, it's a dope experience. Like, it's a really really cool place for me to be because like, I get to be myself. Mm-hmm. And as like, okay, Jeremiah, like they all know I do ministry and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But like I get to apply that into this workplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And awesome. like it's only like a couple times a week, so it's not like extensive, but like mm-hmm. every single time I work those shifts, like I try to pour into those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like they felt it. They've told me that. Mm-hmm. Like there's been shifts where they're like, Bro, this shift was the best late night mm-hmm. shift we've had. Like this is the best closing yeah. shift we've ever had. I can't believe it. I don't know why. Yeah. And like yeah. they don't get it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And they don't so understand cool. it. But like it happens every single time. Like, yeah, they're like, I, I was having the worst day, but like now it's so much better. Yeah. And they don't even get why. Yes. And I'm sure it's not because you went in there and quoted them scripture verses. Not one time. Or told no. them what they were doing was wrong or no. tried to tell them about yourself. Right. I'm pretty sure you went in there and just celebrated them, poured yeah. into them, talked about them. And they're like, oh my goodness, my day's amazing. I what did you do? Great. Yeah. 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 I, feel, I just yeah. let you talk. That's exactly. what I did. Just no. for the last and they yeah. feel like they just went to like this, like, spiritual retreat and it's like oh no like y'all are good but it was cool because like last week we did a life group Mm -hmm. and one of the girls actually came from my job to the life group that's awesome and it was just like it was just that connection of just like oh this is dope you know what i mean it's like and it doesn't take like this crazy effort like you said i'm not going in there and telling them like Mm -hmm. bible stories or anything like Mm -hmm. that i'm going in there and smiling and saying hey how are you like tell me about your day let me invest time and attention into you that's it that's it. Yeah. Simple. And I'll, I'll say this. Dale didn't stumble upon these things. No, no, no. Jesus no. lived this life. Yes. Like, 100%. Jesus, yeah. I, yeah. I love, I, man, I, after reading the book, I, I've seen this in Jesus and I'm like, you sly dog. Like, oh my <laughs> goodness, dude, I, this has been in front of my face for my whole life and I've missed mm. it. I've missed what was important to Jesus. Like yeah. you look at Jesus, his, his one-on-one track record in the Bible is unparalleled. Everything he does was, is with like one person. When he goes to Zacchaeus's house, out of hundreds and thousands of people, he sees Zacchaeus in a tree and says, hey, I want to hang out with you. Imagine being Zacchaeus hanging out in a tree in that moment. How important do you feel? Like, you know, yeah. that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus, this guy who, who everybody's, like, celebrating, he stops and he points to you and he's like, you want to come to my house? Mm. That's amazing, yeah. you know? And, like, Jesus did this every single time. in the He did this everywhere he went. One of my favorite stories I wanted to share today is, is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. We know this story, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jesus is actually on his way to heal somebody else, Jairus' daughter. So he's traveling through the crowd. He's going to heal somebody else. And granted, the situation is urgent because it's this guy's daughter, you know, so Jesus is going to, to heal her. And then all of a sudden, the Bible says that this woman sneaks through the crowd and touches him, and she gets healed. And Jesus doesn't see her, doesn't know who it was. And in the moment, he's like, man, what just happened? Who touched me? He felt that virtue leave his body. And I love the story so much because Jesus stopped, paused everything to find her. Because when you look at Jesus, when he healed people, normally he interacted with them first. He personalized them first. He was Mm -hmm. bent down. He touched them. He was with them. And then they got healed. Like I've always celebrated the healing, which the healing's great. I'm not anti-healing. Equally important to Jesus was not just healing them, but knowing them, yeah. Yeah. but touching, touching them. them yeah. And so Jesus stops the whole show to find this girl. He's like, oh my goodness, I healed someone without knowing who they were. I got to find her. Yeah. And he turns around, finds her. And all he says is to her is this, daughter, 
go. Your faith has made you well. Mm-hmm. But that sentence was so important. It was so important for him to find her and talk to her. Yeah, and say and that. that that moment, like realizing that has changed my life mm. because I can minister to people. I can give people answers. I can do things, but I'm not like Jesus unless I take time to touch people mm-hmm. and speak to them and man say, you're, you're doing incredible. You're, this is awesome. Like celebrate yeah. them, you know? And so it's so cool to see looking back after reading this book, how Jesus lived every single one of these principles out, you know, like yeah. he, that that's who he was. He was a person that made people feel important. Mm-hmm. It's well, absolutely incredible. I think that listening to for our perspective of this and like hearing like, you know, we have an understanding of this principle and like just growing up in ministry and things like that. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's easy for us. Right. You know what I mean? Like none of this is easy for us and it's not something that is a fix all the time. You know what I mean? Like we don't yeah. just walk with this every single day. Right. So I want to ask you guys, what was the last time where you missed an opportunity to make somebody feel important and you might've dropped the ball? Well, I'll jump in there and, and be very honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll be very honest I have with you. One, but yeah, <laughs> it is actually kind of easy for me. Like is I'm, it, I, yeah, is it, I'm not going to all the time. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> hear me out with this. I'm listening. Cause I'm not really talking a whole lot because to be very, very honest on this topic, yeah. like I, I have a personality that tends to please people in general. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of an ingenuine, it's kind of an ingenuine, um, sort of, I guess, uh, behavior, I guess, repeated behavior or just the sort of thing that I, I've had in my personality socially, where it's like, I will, I will give a lot of people a lot of passes, you know, like mm-hmm. we use that example earlier of somebody who's just maybe trying to like feel important or be insecure a little bit and try to push that on you and make you frustrated. And yeah. a lot of those things have never, they've never affected me. And I don't, yeah. I don't mean to come across mm-hmm. in like a, I don't really need this 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 podcast episode at all. Yeah, like yeah, I'm good, you sure. know. But sure. but in a way, like I think that there's maybe even an unhealthy side of it that's like, or maybe even like a false false hum- humility side of it that's like you're willing to let people come in as far as as far as they want to, you know, mm-hmm. like have no walls mm-hmm. or borders, mm-hmm. and you're willing to accept any behavior, yeah, you know, yeah, and not. Yeah. So sure. like I, I think it's it's interesting. I'm more listening because I'm like I could probably figure this out a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, in that mm-hmm. way and. I honestly probably can't think of the last time that I like missed an opportunity to like to do that. Yeah, because it, it really it. is yeah. like it's yeah, a part yeah, of me that to a point where it, it's too it goes too far and it probably mm. pulls away from my own self-respect and like my sure. own, you know, so there's another side of that conversation. But yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think I miss a whole lot of those. <laughs> yeah, know. No, no, that's interesting. I mean, you're no, naturally that good at that. I, yeah, think that you are. I think that you are. I think that like you're you're not there. There are people who take and need to take from people mm-hmm. you know and you're i would never even think of you as that person you know yeah. like you're you're very much the person that is willing to praise someone else you know before you're like hey give me this give me this so, yeah yeah and i like i said i think it's kind of like in all of this we talked about earlier that secret ingredient being humility mm-hmm. and i think like that as long as that is the most pure sense of being humble and mm-hmm. like shattering your ego and actually laying your life down then you're in the right motive. But that's just kind of the thing that I feel like personally, I probably have tried to figure out like, is this real true humility? Are you really loving people? Do you really love people? Or is this just the steps you're supposed to take? Yeah. You know, so kind of marrying the the genuine part of it. So Mm. that's good. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think I'm, I think I miss it a lot. I think (laughs) I, I can't think of one specifically, but like 
like when I when I said earlier that this book has changed my life, it's changed the way I think about mm-hmm. people. So like every time I interact with somebody now, my it's I've been doing this for like a year. So it's kind of at first I had to really work hard at thinking this way. But now it's kind of like ingrained. So like the first thing I do when I interact with people is like I just think of something I can celebrate. And a lot of times I'll identify it and I just won't do it because I'm tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, you know. And so mm-hmm. I just take from people or I mean, I think even in this off in the office on uh, yesterday, there was a couple interactions with different people where I was like, oh, man, I could. Uh, and then I just left. And so I, I feel like I miss <laughs> it a lot. And I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you don't I don't want to say you don't have to do it. Because, okay, here's the thing. You could use these tools to manipulate people Mm -hmm. and use people very easily. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like, you can go to people and for the wrong intention, wrong motive, trying to take advantage of people, win them over by, you know, making them feel important and then abuse them. And that that happens all the time. Yeah. And so I don't think it's one of those things where, where, like what you said, it's... You, you miss it or hit it if you do the act. I think it's you miss it or hit it when you don't allow yourself to come genuinely out of love. You yeah. know, like genuinely like out of heart respect. Yeah, like connected. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely want to make this person feel important, not for any selfish motive, but because I, I love them. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so I, I think to answer your question, I miss it a ton. Um, but I think like the heart is there, if that yeah. counts. You know, like, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, I'm not trying to like abuse people. I genuinely have, I say this often, I don't really like people. I don't like being around people. Mm-hmm. I'm introverted. So like if you tell me like when COVID shut down everything, I was in heaven. Like I could sit <laughs> at home in my pajamas for two weeks and not do anything. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but since then, since about a year ago, I think I've changed to really enjoy people. Like mm-hmm. I really love interacting with people mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. What's yours? It is interesting. I know. I don't want to tell you guys mine. You neither of you had one. <laughs> I couldn't think I had of a one very specific. Real, I have a very real example of this. <laughs> he said I was ready and to I'm answer not my own question. To, yeah, I, I was asking it so I felt better about it. That's so funny. <laughs> nah, so but um, I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool because it's something where, like I said, for me, I have to like keep that perspective on of like, okay, this person or these people are looking at you for something. Mm-hmm. And they might look up to you or they might, you know what I mean? Admire you or all these things. And so like that can get tiring sometimes yeah. for me. Yeah. It's like, cause you, you do have to be, you know, strong and you have mm-hmm. to be loving and you have to try to give people, you know, what they're yeah. looking for. Um, but that does, it does take a toll sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other day <laughs> I was in the car with two people, I won't say the names, but they listen to this. So they'll probably know, but <laughs> it's all good. I don't even care, but we were in the car and, one of the people was telling me, they're like, yeah, like they, they just brought it up. First of all, it was late. So I was already yeah, tired. Yeah. And second of all, like we were driving far. So yeah, like, yeah. it's just a bad mix. Like, this isn't even a good example. Yeah. Though, right? yeah. This, is, this is like you at your worst. Listen, yeah. Fine. Like I'm <laughs> tired. Like it's <laughs> late. We're driving yeah. far. And this person brought up to me the fact that they were defending me to a group of people. They were like, oh, yeah, like these people were talking trash and like asking me why I hang around you and why I talk to you. And I defended you. And I was just like, what? Why you? Why would you say that to me? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And in the moment, I took it as like offense. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, I was like, sure. what are you trying to come at me for? Like, then I was like, I literally said, I was like, you don't have to defend me. Like, why yeah. don't hang around me if you feel that way? Like, yeah, yeah. get out of here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> don't be defending me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't need you to do that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. if you feel that way, like, don't be around me. Like, I don't care. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? Right, for sure. And then like later, 
that person got out of the car and somebody else, the person that was in the car still was like, Hey, they were just looking for validation from you to say yeah. like, Hey, like they really believe Thanks. in you and they yeah. really love you and they really care about you. Right. Like yeah. he wasn't trying to come at you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like he yeah. wasn't trying to be rude. He wasn't trying to be like, mm-hmm. say anything bad about you or like say that he agrees with what those people were saying. He was yeah. just trying to say that like, Hey, like I'm supporting you. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to yeah. feel, important. he wanted to feel important. Yeah. Exactly. And like, yeah. I was like, crap like (laughs) like i just took it so wrong i was like oh my gosh like i got so mad i was just i I didn't like say anything too mean but i definitely was just very like dismissive about it like okay if you feel that way that's cool like don't defend me yeah yeah. and just like kept driving and like and it was just yeah we all have like triggers to our ride right yeah Yeah. and and it's amazing what those triggers do is they like shut down especially in those con in that circumstance if you're Mm -hmm. tired it's late you're in the car for four hours yeah all those things like when those triggers happen you just your cognitive ability to like control yourself just diminishes by like a large percent you're like in self-preservation mode yeah Yeah. just taking care of you i'm just trying to get home all those (laughs) all those things in your brain that were making the decisions that were choosing the words it's like those things just shut off in those moments and even in the circumstances where you just woke up or you know like you're fully rested mm-hmm, and you have food mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. even in the best of circumstances you're are you're you're still you know hindered by those type of triggers and so it's just yeah. important to know that like you have a choice when those things come up like it, yes it's a trigger and you lose some of that self that self-control in a moment but you mm-hmm. still have a choice yeah and you can still you know fight yourself and right yeah. which but, i texted him after i'm like bro i'm so sorry like <laughs> i yeah. just completely took that wrong like yeah. i was tired i didn't mean that like yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. and it was just like oh my gosh but it was just crazy because like you said like you walk in that all the time and mm-hmm. for the most part i'm like really good at it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. really really good at doing that but it was like I said, in that moment, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, all that went out the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things, too, I wanted to just say, I mean, it, this isn't this is just another thing. We don't have to mm-hmm. talk about this, but um, the value of learning people's names has really mm. revolutionized things. Oh, I'm terrible. At that. I said that in the staff <laughs> yeah. meeting one day and everybody looked at me crazy. <laughs> I'm so yeah. bad at that. Were you there I, that day? I was. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it has changed a lot. And and I love that you said you're terrible at it because yeah. mm. I I was and am terrible at it. Like, yeah. and I, you know, you, there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm so bad with names. Like, what's your name again? You know, and I think that's fine, you know. But I think when you get someone's name right, like if you forget someone's name, it's like, okay, you know, that's fine. Mm. I don't expect you to know my name. But if you remember someone's name, mm-hmm. it's a it's a game changer for them. Yeah, it's especially crazy. if they don't remember yours. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh right. my goodness, That's the funnest. And and what I found is that I'm not bad. So I'm not trying to insult you because I don't. This might be different Feel for you. Free. <laughs> I'm not bad. I wasn't bad at learning names. I just was unintentional with learning names. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that is me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But I I found that when I actually try to learn people's names, I'm actually really good at it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was I was greeting people in Valley View the other day. Or I was standing on the stage, I was preaching, and I was looking around, I'm like, I could call about 90% of these people's by name right now. That's impressive. I, I felt really good about yeah. that. I was like, man, I, I know these, like, I know your name. I know yes. your family. Like, I can call your kids by their name, you Crazy. know? And it's it's something that when you're able to do that, mm-hmm. it changes people. Like, th- that's the that's the the best thing that you could hear in the yeah. world is your own name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. you're trying to make somebody feel important, and you call them by their name, or you remember their name, quick example... Uh, this woman named Carrie came to our church two weeks ago, three three weeks ago. 
she said her name. I was like, oh, Carrie, so nice to meet you. She introduced her son. Her, her son's name is Cruz. I thought it was like something else. I got it wrong the first time. And they corrected me. And so because they corrected me, I was like, all right, I'm, next week when I see them, I'm calling them both by their name, you know? Mm-hmm. Next week, I don't know if I missed them or if they didn't come to church. I just didn't see them next week. Last week was, so now the third week, they were both there. I saw her son before I saw her. And I said, hey, Cruz, what's going on? And he like was like, how do you know me almost, yeah, you know? Because yeah. he had forgotten about that. And then I saw Carrie. And I was like, Carrie, what's going on? And you could just see her whole, like, I just said hi. But I called her changed. name and her whole yeah. face lit yeah. up. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, that's so easy. Like, mm-hmm. you could just call people by name and just change their well, name. Well, and it's even crazy. like, it, it goes down to that investment into the relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. we talked about it. And that's why I said, I brought up that staff meeting when I said that. Because yeah. like, I'm over a lot of like our teens and young adults. Mm-hmm. And they were getting called by our young adult and teen ministry. Yeah. Those are the la- DSM label. kids. Yeah. Like DSM yeah. kids, which, yeah. okay, cool. Like He's when you're having- referring, yeah. When you're referring to like the ministry as a yeah, whole, that's that fine. And if it is a large group of them, fine. Yeah. But like it was literally two, <laughs> two individuals that are now graduated, not even in DSM yeah, yeah, anymore yeah. that are young adults. And I, I saw somebody literally go up to them and be like, Hey DSM, can you go pick this up? And <laughs> And I was like, it's like their it's their their initials or something. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> like, that is the lowest form of disrespect that yeah. you could possibly Thank give you. to somebody, yeah. and especially as somebody that you're older than and you're supposed to be leading. Mm. Yeah, like you yeah. completely humiliated them. Yeah, like you humiliated them, dishonored them, yep. like devalued yep. them to the point of just labeling them as something that they're not even a part of. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the lowest form of disrespect. Yeah. yeah. And like, you obviously have zero interest in valuing them or appreciating yeah. them. Or They're not important to you. Not yeah. even a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And yeah. And your yeah. influence on them is them. gone. Yeah. And I love that because the fact yes. that you just missed the name yes. now makes it to where they don't want anything to do. Don't nothing to, to do. With yeah. You. You 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 you've become equally as unimportant yes. to, to them yep. as, as they are to you. Yep. Yeah. And that's the power of the name. And, and just to, mm. to kind of circle back on like the, maybe a positive side of, yeah. of calling people a name. There is this, uh, this couple, their, their names are really tricky. They're from Africa. So their name is Ifoma and Kunle. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Great names. Good for you. Never I'm, heard I'm them before. <laughs> That'd be so hard. I know. Really tough. <laughs> doesn't it make, doesn't it like feel like Dom's really boring after you've, after you say those names? <laughs> I, know, like, I know. I'm like, I have a man, stock character. Geez. Like Dom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel really boring. It's <laughs> terrible. But I remember like, and I love people with unique names because yeah. then if you remember it, cause you know, they live their whole life and no one remembers Everybody's butchering it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's getting it wrong. They're yeah. mispronouncing it. They just, they don't try to pronounce it right. right. You know? Right. And so when I hear people with unique names, I'm like, oh, this is an excellent extra special opportunity to show them <laughs> to how nail it. Yeah. 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 So they told me their names and I literally, no lie, I wrote it down in my phone. I went home and I practiced yeah. <laughs> all week, <laughs> all week, amazing. all week long. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going through Ifoma, Ifoma, That's so Ifoma, cool. Kunle, Kunle, right? yeah. all week long. Next Sunday they come in. I said, Ifoma, Kunle, <laughs> like real big. I saw them. They were like 20 yards away. Yeah. I saw them, yelled their name out. And I thought like they would have passed out. Just, yeah, just yeah, their yeah. reaction. They were like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And from that moment, I, I, I'm not going to credit just that moment mm-hmm. to this because I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But from that moment, like they have been coming to life group. They've been yeah. involved. Like they yeah. are plugged in, you know? And so mm-hmm. just something as simple as remembering somebody's name you can win them in the context of church. Like we think people come because, you know, I preached a great message or Dion led a, oh, an amazing mm-hmm. worship mm-hmm. set and Jeremiah is doing great youth things. So I got to bring my kid to youth. People don't come for that. Those reasons. Any of those things. No, yeah. 
they come back when you call them by name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carrie, it was so nice to meet you. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll be back next week. You right. know, like yeah. they feel valued. They feel valued here. Yeah. They feel yeah. important here. And yeah. that's the same even out of church context. If you want people in your life, value them. Call mm. them by name. Like just praise them. Let people know how important they are. They're going to be in your life forever. Mm. You're going to win them. That's it. It's crazy. So this has been a uh, conversation about influencing people and also a promo for Dom's new book um, <laughs> called How to Win Influential People Part Two. Part two. <laughs> yes. hundred oh, years crazy. later, we're going to write yeah. the sequel. Yes. I was just going to say this is the exact same thing. I was going to say use modern no. pop yeah. culture references. No, you have a ton of it. You know, but in, in seriousness, you have it's a ton funny. of good insight. Both of you guys have a ton of really good insight yeah, on, good on this topic in, in general, but um, I, we're going to record another one here soon. That'll sort of be a part two on some of this, I think as yeah. well, but yeah. Thanks for joining us today on the 24-6. See you. Boom. Boom.